Just Life, a programme from Radio Maria England. On today's programme, we have Dr. Jenny Klimyuk. She is a consultant in palliative medicine and works at Bolton Hospice. She is a medical director for the Salford Diocesan Pilgrimage to Lourdes. She's a married mum of three. And here she is with us here at Radio Maria. Hello, Jenny. Hi. Thank you so much for joining with us. I am going to pass the microphone over to you. There you go. And the listeners are all yours. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to talk. Essentially, I just wanted to, to talk today about the power of pilgrimage. And this was based on some, some research that was recently published in September in um, an international journal um, um, that I published along with the previous medical director of the Solver Pilgrimage, uh, Kieran Moriarty. And essentially, it kind of fulfilled an ambition of ours to to speak to the scientific world really about the power of pilgrimage because as a background we're both uh, doctors but we're also both Catholics and we both travel on the pilgrimage to Lords and um, our experiences of pilgrimage have been very very powerful. I'll just give you a bit of background if that helps. I've been traveling to Lords since I was a child with my family. I think I probably started going when I was around six <laughs> and then when I was a bit older, when I was about 17, I started uh, volunteering on the Salford Diocesan Pilgrimage to Lourdes. And that led then to me volunteering as a nursing assistant when I went to medical school. And then eventually when I qualified uh, in 2005, I started to volunteer as one of the medics on pilgrimage. And so it was a privilege really to, to kind of see it from all different angles. Um, and I think for me, one of the most powerful things is is kind of the transformations that you see in people that go on pilgrimage, whether they be sick pilgrims or whether, um, you know, they be kind of volunteers, whoever it might be. I think everybody experiences something very, very powerful. And so uh, as time as time went on and I sort of uh, continued to volunteer, a new um, chief doctor took over the medical bureau in Lords. And for those who don't know what the medical bureau is, um, just a bit of background. Um, any potential miracles or cures that are experienced in Lords, if people wish to, they can report them to the uh, medical bureau. Um, and that is run by um, a chief doctor and some other staff. Um, and the most recent doctor uh, is uh, Alessandro de Franciscus, who's been there for a number of years. And he came to talk to us um, in Birmingham at one of our conferences for the Lords Medical Association, which is a group of doctors, nurses and medical professionals who who run pilgrimages essentially and we spend time together each year at a conference and during the year kind of supporting each other sharing best practice that kind of thing and many years ago I think it was probably 2010 
10, something like that, uh, Dr. De Franciscus came to speak to the British Lords Medical Association in Birmingham about Lords and about his vision for the future. And he was really powerful in speaking about, you know, talking to the world in their language, because as people of faith, when we go to Lords, it's it's really obvious to us what what is what is happening and the experiences that people are happening that, that people are experiencing and um, the transformations. But it's really hard to explain to people when you come home what that what that is. Um, and as doctors, especially, you know, when you're you're asking other doctors and nurses to maybe sign off on pilgrims coming to Lords, um, which might essentially be a very tiring and grueling experience for some people who are uh, physically dependent. Um, it's trying to explain to those people, you know, what what experiences people have and why it's really important. So he was really keen on sort of showing the scientific world the power of pilgrimage and how it benefits people. And and I think we all know that Lords is very famous for for miraculous cures, but. Essentially, um, it's the small, what we would say, mini miracles that are happening on a daily basis that perhaps people aren't aware of. And I think that that's really important. So (laughs) when Dr. Franciscus came to speak to us in Birmingham, he he kind of inspired me to to think a bit more about this. And I had the opportunity as a... a, um, trainee in palliative medicine to spend a bit of time doing some research and I have to say I'm not very research minded it's not something that ever really particularly interested me before um but we were always told research something that you're interested in and this is what I was interested in so it it got me thinking about how can we measure what people experience in Lords when we look at it from a perfectly kind of scientific point of view, how do we measure that? And is it possible to measure it? Some may say yes, some may say no, but we had to think about how we could do this. And this kind of started off the process of the research projects that I'm going to tell you a bit about today. Um, It was a difficult thing to begin because we didn't really have the backing of a, a big university. Uh, we didn't have any funding. Um, so it was very much me kind of trying to find my way um, and um, not having really a research background. That was that proved very tricky at times. Um, but essentially the thought was there. And we decided that we were going to look at a pilgrimage to Lords, sort of sulfur diocesan pilgrimage, because that was the, the one that we had the best access to. And we were going to look at quality of life in pilgrims who, who went to Lords. And essentially, we wanted to explore the quality of life of pilgrims before they went, um, when they returned from Lords, and perhaps like a couple of months after they returned from Lords. Um, so designing this research project was challenging, um, but nevertheless, we did. Um, we managed to get ethical approval, but that was uh, was very tricky because we weren't working within an NHS organisation. I had to go to London to a research ethics committee. I think there's about 20 people around the table, um, but they were very supportive and it was um, agreed. And we actually conducted the research in uh, 2015. Um, so 
going into a little bit more detail about what we did, we we essentially sent questionnaires to all the pil pilgrims who were planning on travelling to Salford um, on that particular year. So I think there was about 400 and something people we sent questionnaires to. And obviously we sent a letter and asked for the consent to participate if they felt that they were classed as a sick pilgrim. And that didn't necessarily mean the people who were travelling as official sick pilgrims. That might be, you know, uh, a member of the nursing team or a member of the clergy. If they felt they were also travelling as a sick pilgrim, they were entitled to participate. And it was all anonymised. Um, <clears throat> and we had a really good response rate, actually. Um, so if, if people didn't want to volunteer, they were free to throw the questionnaire in the bin and that was fine. Um, but we had a good response rate um, and we had um, approximately 93 people responded at, at that first point. Um, they completed the questionnaire, sent it back to us, which was great. And then we sent a following questionnaire just after the return from Lords, and again, a really good response rate, 71 people responded, and we sent the same questionnaire two months later, and again, 64 people responded to that. So it was, it was quite a good number, considering that our numbers were relatively small to begin with. Um, and in that questionnaire, we, we used um, a special standardised quality of life measure. Um, and essentially what that means is it's been designed and researched thoroughly to, to show that it actually does work in measuring quality of life. Um, and that measured two aspects of quality of life. It, it was like a little visual analogue score so people could kind of mark between zero and 100 how they felt their general health was. And there was another score that looked at five different domains of quality of life. And then the other questions that we wanted to ask in that questionnaire were, you know, did people generally feel their quality of life had improved after going to Lords? Because obviously it can be very tiring, it can be a very busy schedule. Did they feel there'd been any improvement? Did they feel worse? Um, did they feel just the same? And then we wanted to ask them why, what they felt had improved their quality of life. So... You know, a lot of people have said to me over the years, you know, what what is it about Lords? You know, why why do people get such benefit out of it? And and sometimes it's really hard to put it into words. And um, you almost find yourself saying to people, you need to come and find out because actually that's the best way of seeing what it's all about. Um, but essentially, a lot of people said said to me in the past, is it not just because people get a bit of a holiday? Uh, um, I couldn't really answer that. So that was one of the things we wanted to ask. Was it the aspect of the fact that people got a bit of a holiday, got a bit of time away from home? Um, or was there something else there? So we, we asked all these questions um, and then it took quite a lot of time to analyse the data, which we had a lot of support with from a very kind statistician um, at Christie Hospital who supported us. Um, and the results that came back were, were really interesting. Um, so first of all, um, the, the visual analogue scores that I mentioned before, where pilgrims had to kind of mark between zero and 100 um, what their general health was like on that given day. Those scores did show a statistically significant improvement after pilgrimage to Lords. So that was really exciting because even though the numbers were small, there was a positive change. The, follow, the other scores um, that I mentioned, the, the five different domains of quality of life, um, didn't show a, a significant change. 
Um, and the scores in general didn't show much of a change after two months. But I think that because the, the numbers were relatively small, um, that was a limiting factor in our study. But it was really exciting to see that there had been a significant change immediately after pilgrimage. Um, what was even more interesting, I think, is that despite the fact that the scores themselves um, perhaps didn't reflect uh, um, changes, is that, pil is that the majority of pilgrims did feel that their quality of life had improved. So whether their scores reflected that or not, they they reported themselves that they felt that their quality of life had improved and was either much better or better. And this was sustained at two months, so they still felt their quality of life was much better or better after having attended the pilgrimage. Um, so that was really exciting for us to see and kind of fit with what we already kind of know and see. Uh, on a regular basis in Lords. Um, but it was really it was really great to kind of get it down um, you know and kind of show that, that that that's what people experience. Um, one of the one of the things that people um, identified as being the most important um, thing as having a positive impact on their quality of life were the spiritual and religious aspects of, of pilgrimage. So, so the holiday theory was thankfully kind of <laughs> dismissed a little bit because uh, I think there was only one person who, who um, mentioned that holiday had an impact. Pilgrims were asked to kind of rank several different um, things that they felt might have impact on quality of life. So there were things like spiritual healing, religious um, aspects of pilgrimage, uh, physical healing, um, that kind of thing. So there were a, a list of several different factors. People were asked to rank them and we took uh, rank them one, two and three as having the most significant impact. And um, the overwhelming majority felt that the spiritual and religious impacts of pilgrimage were, um, were the things that had affected them most and improved their quality of life. The other things that were um, significant were the sense of togetherness that people experience um, as part of pilgrimage. Um, for those who've been on pilgrimage, particularly to Lourdes, it, it's a very unique place. Um, it's a very small place in many senses with a lot of people um, all in a very small space. But as a, as a diocesan pilgrimage, you tend to spend obviously the whole week together. Um, you tend to be staying in the same hotels, eating meals together, um, sharing, um, sharing sort of all aspects of your day, really. Um, it, it's, it's a very unique place in that sense. Um, when you're sort of traveling down the streets, walking down the streets, you'll see familiar faces in bars and cafes and and might sit and have a coffee with somebody who you might ordinarily never spend time with. Um, and there's a lot of breaking down of those traditional um, barriers that you might experience in, in everyday normal life. So, for instance, the medical and nursing team at Salford all stay in the same hotel as the sick pilgrims that they're caring for and we all eat our meals together um, and we'll sit in the bar together at the end of the day and that's a really unique uh, thing to Lords, and it's a really it's a really nice experience because 
those barriers that are normally there aren't anymore and you get a real um sense of kind of being all the same all in this together and that sense of togetherness um i think really came through as a powerful uh, part of <clears throat> the pilgrimage and a powerful factor in 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 um affecting people's quality of life the other aspect of the sense of togetherness is obviously the um the communal aspects of pilgrimage so the daily masses processions um um, and kind of gathering to um, have the service of healing and that kind of thing, they are, they're all really um, powerful in, in bringing that sense of togetherness. Um, the third thing that people identified um, as having a powerful impact was the um, spiritual healing. So laws traditionally for many being thought of as a place of, of physical healing and obviously there are a lot of people who've experienced physical healing from laws and there are 70 approved um cures that have been verified by the church the catholic church um and they're amazing stories um, the most recent of those is uh, Sister Bernadette Morio, who um, had a chronic pain condition and significant mobility problems um, because of this. Um, and in 2018, which was the 100, uh, sorry, yeah, I think it was 2018, sorry, I might have got my dates wrong. Um, she experienced a, um, could have been 2008, but she experienced a, um, healing from from her condition and was able to remove her braces was able to re remove all kind of um things that she needed to to help her and was able to walk completely normally and suffered no pain and this was investigated by um the international medical committee and laws who um examine all possible miraculous cures in detail um, and it went through the usual processes, which which do take a significant amount of time and um, was declared miraculous just a couple of years ago. Um, and I've met Sister, Sister Bernadette and um, it's an amazing story. And I'm pretty sure that you can probably access her story somewhere on the Internet. So I would encourage you to do so. Um, but going back to my point, uh, traditionally, many people think of that kind of uh, physical healing in Lords, and uh, we do we do see that for sure. But actually, um, spiritual healing was the thing that people had experienced the most, and do experience the most um, from 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 the results of our research. Um, oh, Dr. Jenny, like you had me hooked. You said we had this project, we had this research, and now you've given us the... I was like, oh, what's the results? What's the results? Jenny, you stick around. You stick around. <laughs> She's got more to share with us. And I hope, listeners, I've got the phone lines open now, just in case you're like itching to call in and share. Perhaps you're like, no, Jenny, you should have asked me. I could tell you this. No, we've got the phone lines open. The number is 01223 three seven five five six four jenny i'm gonna take a little music break
This is Radio Maria and this is Just Life. On today's program, we are talking about the power of pilgrimage. We've got with us Jenny Klimiak, who has done a special study on the experience in Lourdes. She was wondering, how do we measure what people experience in Lords, and like every good scientist or person with a scientific mind, she asked the questions, she gathered the team together to figure it out, and they did it in 2015. She humbly says, oh, I'm no good at research, but you know what? She, she managed to do it. They've been able to publish this paper on about these mini miracles, perhaps it's just showing the power of pilgrimage, and especially for this diocesan pilgrimage to Lourdes. She herself started going to Lourdes as a child as a pilgrim. Then she volunteered, and now she goes as a nurse. And she herself has seen and experienced the transformations of the people that go on pilgrimage. Jenny, thank you for joining us. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing more. So we've got, you've given us the results of this study, which is each, all the general health has basically improved after the pilgrimage, generally in most part, which is exciting. Not much change was happened uh, in the quality of life or after two months, but people did spot spiritual healing. So you guys got all this results. How did you and the team feel? Did you pop a bottle of champagne? <laughs> That's interesting. Um, we, we were excited, but I think when we got the results, there was still such a long way to go um, because um, <laughs> we had to then write the paper. Um, so there was then a kind of, which is why we only actually got it published last year, despite the fact that we got the results in 2015. I think it took about nearly a year to analyse the data um and then it's taken us quite a number of years to write it and i think i was saying to you off off the air that um the reason for that is really we were we were essentially doing it as part of our as kind of a side to our day job so it wasn't something that we were <laughs> it was part of our day-to-day job so it was kind of a case of fitting it around um work and family life and um running pilgrimages etc so um it did take quite a long time and and that was fine um it was challenging because we had to keep coming back to it and um sometimes if you'd taken a couple months and you'd not read anything it felt like you were starting all over again um and my colleague um kieran who wrote the paper with me he was fantastic really because he's got a lot of experience writing papers and he's got a hundred something plus papers under his belt um and this was my first paper so i really needed his experience um and that was great so when we first submitted the paper to the journal of religion and health um which is uh, where it was finally published we were asked to make revisions and that process um of kind of them asking us for revisions and us sending it back took about 18 months um and obviously covid was in the middle of that which meant there were quite a few delays for various reasons so we eventually got the go-ahead last summer um to say yes thank you we're happy with all your revisions and we're going to publish it and i think then then we finally celebrated um so that that was really great news and, and we were we were really excited about that and we've and we've kind of been um overwhelmed with with the experience with the kind of with the experience but with the response as well um 
we, we thought people might be interested, but we were, were really happy to see how interested people were. And and I think that um, a lot of people really kind of could see um, from their own experience if they've been towards that, that it's obviously a very unique place um, for various reasons. And there's this kind of general sense of healing um, because of the unique nature of it. Um, and it's so hard to quantify and to measure. And I mean, this research was just kind of a bit of an attempt at measuring in some small way uh, the benefits that people experience. But I think, you know, uh, it's much more, much more powerful than that. And, and that concept of mini miracles, which, um, which was sort of, if you, if you read the paper, um, the, the, the lady kind of, who's done a bit of research on mini miracles, a lady from Lancaster University who I've quoted in the paper. Um, and, and she's done some interesting research. And I think that it's a really good way of ex, ex, explaining it, that mini miracles, those people you see that have got such a lot to deal with. It might be physically, it might be emotionally, it might be spiritual, and it might be a combination of all three. But um, they go towards and maybe they're completely unchanged in their circumstances in life, but they are completely changed otherwise. Um, and it might be that sense of ability to cope. It might just be a, a greater spiritual peace. Who, who it's, I would say it's almost impossible to measure what those things are that, that transform people. But the, the, the thing that we were aiming to, to kind of measure was that there is something there and there is some kind of transformation for many people. So I hope we were able to achieve that in some small way and, and in some way kind of um, inspire people to go and see what it's all about. Because um, it's, as I said before, it is very difficult to, to kind of explain unless you actually go and experience it for yourself. But I think that, you know, that that kind of experience of being on pilgrimage with others and, and those kind of normal social boundaries not being there anymore and that feeling of togetherness and sharing this experience and and obviously the the, the religious aspects, the powerful aspects of the processions, Blessed Sacrament procession, Torchlight procession, um, Mass at the Grotto, um, Sacrament of the Sick, they're all really powerful kind of shared experiences and I think they all go to contributing towards this kind of healing atmosphere in Lourdes. And so I think that... <laughs> hopefully this research has, has, has added a little bit to the knowledge of the scientific knowledge base of of pilgrimage um i think that there are more studies about pilgrimage com coming out um certainly seen a few more in the last couple of years um some people have been interested to know whether we can scale up this particular research project on a wider scale, maybe look at kind of all British pilgrimages so we can get better numbers. I mean, I think that that's a great idea. <laughs> um, whether that's, I, I would be the right person to do that, I don't know. I, I think that you would need the backing of a, a big institution or a university to, to do a project on that scale. But certainly uh, Dr. DeFranciscus, who's the, uh, I mentioned before, who's the um, medical doctor at the, at the Bureau in uh, Lords, is really keen for more for more research and and for maybe to scale up this particular um project but i think possibly that would need a bigger team of people <laughs> than just myself <laughs> and um, and kieran oh jenny um, you're so you're so humble <laughs> 
we had uh, Alessandro De Francisis, who we had him as part of our first season of Science and Faith. He came on and talked about miracles and divine action with a few other speakers. And it was amazing to hear his experience, his stories, and I love he's part of your story as well. There we go. Small world, small world. <laughs> Speaking of stories, listeners, this is your chance now to come and share. Maybe maybe you're thinking, oh, Jenny, talk to me about my experience with Lords, or share with the listeners your experience, or if you have any questions for Jenny. Uh, she can't give you any official medical advice. This is just a radio program. If you have medical issues, please do see your GP. But we're happy to share your story, share your experience, or maybe answer some of your questions. The number is 01-223-375-564. If you're calling out of the country, the number is 44 one two two three three seven five five six four we're waiting for your call Life with Radio Maria. Jenny, I've got a caller on the air. This is our dear friend John from Japan. Hello, John. How are you? Good morning. Not too bad. <laughs> uh, listen, it's very interesting this program. And in fact, you know, I, I would include it in science and faith rather than just life. <laughs> Take it as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, and what I would like to ask to Jenny, um, I never been to Lourdes. And I definitely looking forward to. Uh, whereas my brother went with my parents uh, a very long time ago. Um, however, um, I do believe in in the power of healing that pilgrimages can have. Um, uh, looking at the medical from a medical perspective, um, which I do. Um, do you believe in the so-called placebo effect or psychosomatics? You know, because you said that most of your patients who go to Lourdes experience some benefits, and I do believe that. However, the majority of the medical profession attribute these phenomena to a placebo effect or psychosomatics, you know. Um, so I would like to hear your opinion, you know. Do you really believe that uh, a miracle happens? Or uh, even if not, uh, the so-called placebo effect or psychosomatics can play a role 
into the benefits of the passions going to Lourdes. Thank you. Thank you for that. John, what do you think, Jenny? Um, I think that's a really interesting question. Um, I think essentially you can answer that in, <laughs> you can answer that in a couple of different ways. I do believe that there is a, there are effects such as the placebo effect and the psychosomatic effects of that kind of um, shared kind of shared experience, and I think that that has been shown in literature, um, and it's certainly been shown in other pilgrimages, um, which I do quote in my paper. Um, and I think that that's a really good question because. Myself and my colleagues who go on pilgrimage will will view these things from from our perspective as medics or nurses, um, but also um, from people who have faith as well. And I think I I do believe that there is um, much more to it than just the placebo um, effect. Um, but I think that, as I said before, you can write all the papers you want to and show all these scientific changes. But um, the eye of faith is 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 really something that you have to decipher for yourself. And and I certainly have that, and and believe that these people experience something that's much more powerful. And um, but how you would measure that, I have no idea. I think. Um, I think God uses those, you know, whatever they might be, parts of the human dimension, such as the placebo effect and, um, you know, those psychological experiences. I think God uses those too. I think that, you know, he uses He uses those to help people as much as he He might um, intervene with, with something beyond our understanding in a miraculous way. So I think the answer to your question is, yes, I do believe there's something more, but I don't disagree that those things play a factor as well. I think there's, there's a, a combination of many different things happening. Thank you, John, for that. Thank you, Jenny, for that. The, the, that was exactly kind of one of the questions that was going on in my head. Well done, John. Thank you. And thank you. Nicely explained, Jenny. Nicely explained. So listeners, you do have a chance to call in, share your questions, share your reflections. Perhaps you've gone to Lourdes and you want to encourage other people to go as well. Or perhaps there's another place. Uh, give us a call. The number is 0122337555. Just Life, and this is The Power of Pilgrimage with Jenny Klimiak. Jenny, I've got a question for you. Uh, have you 
gone on any other pilgrimages besides Lourdes? And if you did, have you experienced similar attributes, similar mini miracles on your return? I haven't been on any sort of big organized pilgrimages. So um, with the diocese, for example, I've obviously I've been on sort of pilgrimages to other places personally. So um, last year we couldn't make it to Lourdes at all. We couldn't get to France. Um, so uh, the year before in 2020, we had we were we had been allowed to travel over to France and we went as a family because unfortunately we couldn't go as a diocese for, for obvious reasons. Um, but last year we couldn't because of restrictions, we just couldn't even get to France. Um, and we um, we actually went to knock. So Ooh, that's various, a good one. So we, we have I mean, I have been to different places and I think that they, they are all unique and there is that um, space and experience for spiritual healing. I think there is a combination of so many different things in Lords that makes it unique. And I think the fact that the Our Lady asked for for pilgrims to go there, for pilgrims to process there. There's this kind of feeling of being called there by Our Lady. And um, because there have been a lot of physical healings, um, miraculous healings as well, um, it's a very unique place for the sick. Uh, it's a very special day. The World Day of the Sick happens on the day of our uh, feast day of Our Lady of Lords because it is this kind of special place for for sick pilgrims. But I think that it's about understanding that it's not just for the physically sick, but for people who are uh, everybody who is experiencing you know spiritual uh, distress or psych- you know psychological problems or problems in their life. I think everybody is called there, and I think the kind of unique place that it is um and and kind of all the things that are going on around you um and the fact that there are so many other people there i think when you go in the summertime and there's kind of thousands thousands of people from all different countries all kind of experiencing this same um journey i think that that's what makes it one of the things that kind of contributes towards it being a really unique um and powerful uh, powerful place I love it. You're a mom of three. How old are your little ones? Um, so they're 12, 11 and six. So I've got nine, seven and three. On half term, we went to the Isle of Wight. I wanted to go and visit Core Abbey, which is a Benedictine abbey in the Isle of Wight. Uh, I'd gotten to speak to Father Xavier on the radio. And we also have a wonderful volunteer. Oh, big shout out to Colin and his little Maria and uh, his wife. Uh, Agnieszka and I've never been to the Isle of Wight my husband's never been to the Isle of Wight maybe the Holy Spirit came to him and he said as we were getting ready to packing the car and stuff he said is this a pilgrimage Helena just tell me so we can put it in our minds I was like okay yes yes I don't think there's any miraculous healings or anything but families if you take this journey um if you take a journey and include a little bit of your faith in it, include a church, include some time of prayer, it it transforms your journey. It was not a holiday, Jenny. No, it's never. I don't know if holidays are possible with little ones, <laughs> but it was it it was beautiful and my sons felt free to talk about things uh the storm was coming so my son when we got in the car after a very windy morning he said let's, let's pray to saint benedict and I'm like okay okay and it was it just made a really different time we came back from the isle of wight even though it was a bit stressful with the storm we were we were more at peace and more rested and i don't know 
It we there was no it was a mini miracle definitely and families listening I think definitely check it out. Have you taken your kids to Lourdes yet? Um, so they come every year, oh, um, and it is a pilgrimage because we drive. So it's like a thousand miles in the car with three children. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it does feel like a pilgrimage, but um, they, they they absolutely love it, and they've really missed not being there the last couple of years. So so they're all really looking forward to to hopefully going back on pilgrimage this year. And and I'm excited that a lot of diocesan pilgrimages are planning to travel back this year, although. It probably will be very different and it won't be quite the same as it was before for the time being as we all kind of try and find our feet. But I think it's a step in the right direction. Definitely. Definitely. All right. I I could go on and on. This is Radio Maria and this is Just Life. Today we have been sharing with Jenny Klimiak about the power of pilgrimage. She's shared about how she's grown up and her children are now growing up traveling, pilgrimaging to lords in France. She has shared about her research, her study about measuring people's experiences in lords. Has it changed their health? Yes. There's been improvements. Quality of life? Spiritual healings? Yes. And she has, it's just been released out in now. So can we get it off bookshelves or anything, Jenny? Or is it just in medical journey, journals? <laughs> so you can access it online, um, Journal of Religion and Health, and it's um, an open access article. So you don't have to be a subscriber to the journal. You can... Um, you can access it. So if you just typed in um, Journal of Religion and Health and um, Quality of Life and Pilgrimage, it should it should come up. So yeah, so it's, it's open to anybody who wants to read it. Excellent. Uh, can you give us any more information about this year's Diocese of Salford's Pilgrimage? Um, yeah, so we're hoping to travel from the 29th of July to the 4th of August. And essentially we're we're just kind of in the in the throes of kind of organizing and planning because we've, we've just been given the go ahead that we're okay to go um if obviously people aren't in Salford I would really encourage you to find out about your local diocesan and pilgrimage if you're interested in going because I know that there are a lot of um dioceses planning on a pilgrimage towards this year um some aren't and, and that's for for obvious reasons it's been a very difficult decision for everybody i think this year but um but there, there are people traveling so um if you're interested check it out and um see if you can make it i'm a huge fan of the diocese of salford so i can't go this year jenny but this might be my secret way to being like president of the fan club of diocese <laughs> of salford and come along on this pilgrimage to lords jenny thank you so much for coming thank you for sharing your story with us and sharing the good news uh of the miracles and mini miracles that are happening in lords listeners you can always uh, listen again as this is rebroadcast and you're always welcome to share your stories you can always email us at info at radio maria england dot uk jenny Have a great day. Have a blessed day. And hopefully you'll have a lovely pilgrimage this year. Thank you. Thank you for having me. God bless.